This episode is brought to you by Factor Meals. It certainly is because eating better is easy with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. If you're somebody like me who cannot cook to save their little lives, it's a game changer. Every fresh, never frozen meal is chef crafted, dietitian approved, and ready to eat in, wait for it, just two minutes. Plus, you'll have over 35 options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. You can pick from two minute meals where you can fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. With pancakes, smoothies, and more, discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. And Factor Meals are ready to heat and eat. They're ready. There's no prepping. There's no cooking. There's no chopping up veggies. None of that stuff. If you're like me and you're busy, whack on a podcast, whack these in, and they're ready to go. Nothing for you to do. No cleanup either. And the great thing is it's flexible for your schedule. So you can get as much or as little as you need when choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime if anything changes. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast premium options with no cooking required. So sign up and save. Factor is less expensive than takeaway and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. So head to factormeals.com slash TWTW50 and use code TWTW50 to get 50% off. That's code TWTW50 at factormeals.com slash TWTW50 to get 50% off. Hello, I'm Grongy Maguire and this is Chantelle Viducin Pate. Hello. bonded over our love of reminiscing about weird celebrity couples. The ones no one would believe happened if Google wasn't there to back it up. We want you to join us as we remember when love was young, times were simpler, and we really thought that Angelina and Billy Bob Thornton were going to make it. Every week we're joined by a celebrity guest to discuss the showbiz romance they never got over. So take our hand and stroll down memory lane with us as we remember the, the way, way they were. Hi Chantel. Hi Grania. how are you? I am just thrilled. I'm so happy. It's my favourite time of the year, my favourite season. It's our favourite season. Our favourite season. season. Award season. It's a big deal. Today, we, as you know, the Oscar nominations were announced. Are you excited? Oh, I'm so happy. Honestly, I'm just so happy because Ireland is just, Irish talent can't be denied. Is Andrea Riseborough one of yours? No, she sounds like she should be. She sounds like she should be. And she's got a very like doomed face. Yeah, (laughs) she's she's seen some (laughs) troubles. Yeah, but her getting the nomination last last minute that there was a big push for her to get nominated for that little tiny film no one's seen. So that's a big deal. What are some ones that you're excited about? Just everything My... from the Banshees of Inisherin, basically. Okay, little Jenny, little Jenny the donkey, snubbed. Uh, it happens every time. So I'm her and Glenn Close, they have that in common now. <laughs> Relentlessly snubbed by the Oscars. 
I'm so happy for Paul Meskel because he got nominated for After Sun and I saw that with my friend and my God, I needed two weeks in Turkey to get over it. It's such an incredible film, but like one of the most like heartbreaking films I've ever seen. But he's so like, this is how sad the film was. This is how sad I felt. <laughs> Genuinely, after I came out of the film, I just Googled pictures of Paul Meskel on the red carpet looking happy. Oh, that's nice. Just to make, just to remind yourself that was just a movie. Yeah, okay. I just needed, I needed that to calm me down. So I'm very happy for him. Obviously, I'm happy. I, I keep forgetting her name. The girl from Banshees of Inisherin, Kerry. Was she nominated. She did. She's nominated for Best Supporting Actress. She's not going to win Best Supporting. We all know who's going to win, and who but deserves she's to win. There. She's, she's there. there. Then you've got little Brenton Gleeson. Incredible. Colin, uh, obviously. Colin, of obviously. course. But. My main, my little baby, Barry Keoghan. He's there. Oh. He's there. I absolutely loved him. I hope he wears as good an outfit as he wore at the uh, at the Golden Globes. He really brought it down at the Golden Globes outfit-wise. I think we're going to have the first red carpet debut. I think, not debut, but big award ceremony red carpet of little Mr. Austin Butler, who's up for Elvis, and Cindy Crawford's daughter, the one, the only, Kaya Gerber. But I just think because Lisa Marie died recently, I think there'll be like a shadow over that. That's the only... Yeah, but he's not actually... <laughs> as much as he'd like us to believe that he is, he's not actually related to the Presley family. There hasn't been a death in his family. He's just an actor, guys. He's like from Oregon. It's fine. He's got nothing to do with them. Nor does, nor does Kaya. But I, I, I wonder if they'll do a massive... Um, like, they can't do it in memoriam just of, just of Elvis, but they, they have, what... Three months to work out a huge Elvis tribute. Oh my God. I love it. Fantastic. Look at it. We have Christmas to get us through the dark winter months and we have awards to get us through the even more miserable winter months at the start of the year. So God bless Hollywood. Speaking of razzle-dazzle, we have an incredible guest on today's episode. He is the UK's Mr. Showbiz. He's a one-man joke machine <laughs> and I like to think song and dance man I don't know why it's just how I always I see that it, I see that it it is the amazing comedian comedy writer and radio star well that sounds very old-fashioned it sound like he's in a carpenter song <laughs> he's on the wireless <laughs> he's on the wireless it is Matt Crosby the, the way they were. were hi Matthew <laughs> hi Gronia hi Chantal hi, how are you doing Great, how are you? Thank you so much for being here. Total pleasure. I'm very excited. I'm excited I feel to like, do this. I feel like we're all on a really awkward first date. <laughs> Aren't we? Yeah. Well, <laughs> this is this is the thing with starting up a throuple. Like, dates are so much harder, aren't they? When you try and... Oh. You, Should we put I mean, all our clothes back on? <laughs> I mean, that's that was our first mistake, wasn't it? It was taking the clothes off before the date Too began. Too quickly. <laughs> Strip off, log into Zoom... That's that shouldn't be the order. It should be the other way around. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think that's I. I you know, I'm obviously I'm I'm in a I'm in a very happy relationship. But I I as you get older, you think you, you don't want doors to close in your mind, but they do. Okay. And um, thruples is one of those things where I I look at people who, who are trying to do that and I think, come on, who are you fooling? <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there. Are, I mean, I apologise to any thruples listening together. With your three AirPods, um, but, um, but well, listen, let's take it as given that everyone wants to shag everything, right? Let's just take that as given. But part of the, you know, 
part of the joy of relationships is going no i'm not gonna yeah i don't want to be overwhelmed by choice yeah i'm I'm choosing but the people i know or the people i've met who are in throuples are the very sort of people i think how did you get one partner let alone (laughs) multiple partners Once again, yeah. to any of our listeners in throuples, apologies. Oh, also, please do get in touch. I'd love to know if we have any throuples out there listening to defend themselves. Especially if you're throuples. really Show-offs, <laughs> show-offs. The, they've rebranded being a bloody show-off as being in a throuple. It's the same thing. I feel like both but... of you wish you were in throuples. <laughs> well, listen, you're allowed to wish things. That's fine. It's acting on them that's the problem. No, I don't. I, I don't. I think the... Uh, the the admin of uh, a relationship is hard enough. You've definitely not chosen a thruple as your couple. <laughs> I know I know that for a fact. <laughs> we, we definitely haven't got a th- menage a trois coming our way this week. Okay, it's so not, I'm going, I've gotten I'm that out you, of the realms. I'm giving you some clues. Yeah, this is this is a, this is a standard a straight two and people couple, couple. As, as God intended. Yeah. yeah. Uh, before we do get to your couple, which is uh, iconic, and I do not use, I know I use that word. Almost every week, but I, I really do. We're in for a treat. We are um, a podcast deals with iconic people, Grania. I think we're allowed to use the word iconic whenever we want. Don't apologize. They're all um, iconic. But before we get to your incredible couple, we are a romantic podcast. We believe in a thing called love. Do you consider yourself a romantic? I, I mean, I, I, I think I am a romantic person, but I think it's... I think that what I do that could be considered romantic now is a lot more house-based rather than and i i don't mean like put, putting on a lavish dinner i mean just making sure there is dinner Aww. do you know what i mean that's, that's the real romance. Romance. the yeah. everyday romance the everyday romance of knowing what day recycling day is the everyday romance of folding a fitted sheet once honestly in a while. matthew if you ever found yourself single again for whatever reason those would be things i would list out on your tinder profile <laughs> Can put fitted sheet on and will do bi-weekly. No when recycling. Honestly, you'd have girls queued up around the block. Yeah, well, I don't know, man. There's a lot of other things that I'm not including. (laughs) (laughs) I've only just shown you the pros column and the the cons column is a mile long. I can tell you. That's what dating's all about. (laughs) Absolutely, yeah. That's life, baby. You you front load the pros. You've got to front load the pros. You you, you come in with all the pros. Well, let's dive into your incredible couple. As always, Chantelle doesn't know, but I have provided some clues to hopefully lead her on the way, this treasure hunt to this uh, pot of gold at the end of it. So, Chantelle, I can tell you that this couple got together in the golden year of 1983. 1983, baby. So let's set the scene. Again, we don't know that these events affected this couple getting together, but we don't know they didn't. So 1983, it's the year mobile phones are introduced for the first time. The world meets the Mario Brothers. And we all laughed our cares away for the very first time to Fraggle Rock. But that wasn't the only magical thing happening because this was also the year that these two found each other. And to be honest, how could they leave each other when their love definitely had the X factor? Oh, g- golly. Okay, I got nothing. Okay, so there's a bit of a cheat. Oh, oh, wait, no, no, God, no, 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 stop, 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 stop. It's, um, it's Simon Cowell and um, Sunita. Yes! Oh, well done. Well done, amazing. I mean, I actually think, you know, you say they're, they're unrelated, but you're telling me 
that Simon Cowell and Sunita weren't early adopters of the mobile phone. <laughs> they were icons of that kind of 80s opulence. You know, 100%. you see those those the photographs of a young Simon Cowell, but, you know, back in that, that time. Mm-hmm. I'm, 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 I can picture him with one of those absolute bricks like yeah. Nice Guy Eddie has in, 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 in Reservoir Dogs. You know, you could definitely see him pulling up the little antenna. I'll take you some... a brick phone, Matthew, and raise you a car phone. Oh, he definitely yes. had he one had of those phones phone. in the car. Absolutely right, yeah. On the car phone going, Sunita, I've got us the table at eight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're going Where's to the hippodrome. Sexy? Yeah, we're going to the hippodrome and then the ivy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think I'm going to say now, Gronya, you never have to say to Sunita, wear something sexy. <laughs> if she, if Sunita's leaving the house, she's wearing something sexy. Oh, That's just, that's her MO. That's what she does. <laughs> So before we deep dive into the couple, I know what everybody's thinking. What about their star signs? So, Simon Cowell, born October 7th, he's a Libra. He's a Libra Mm -hmm. king. Sunita, born October 19th, she's a Libra too. Guys, this is the first time this has happened. It's two Libras. (laughs) Double Libra! (laughs) Two Libras in a relationship. Matthew, what percentage chance... Do the astrological charts that govern us all give of a match like this working out? What well, do you think? Well, considering they've broken up, it should be zero, shouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> like, it should be a zero, a zero percent chance. <laughs> but but, uh, but that's not to say that other Libras couldn't get together and make it work. A Libras, I don't know what Libra, I mean, I, I know so little about this world. A Libras, the scales. That's what I, I thought. Think Libras, so, yeah. Exactly what I thought. Are they the scales? Are they the... Can, you, can you have Why too much balance? Why do we both balance? think that? I'm just typing Libra, the scales. Libra, the so they're scales, born just in type... October. So that must mean like they're very sort of pumpkin spicy. Oh, I like you what know. you're trying to do with this, Grant. Oh, okay. They're Halloween-y babies. They're a little bit spooky. They are a bit spooky. I mean, I think increasingly Simon Cowell is getting spookier and spookier. <laughs> That's very um, true. We haven't got there yet. Yeah, the weighing scales. Blink four four That's scales. That's, that's a lot of balance, isn't it? It's a lot yeah. of... I'm going to say that too much balance is a bad thing in a relationship. And mm-hmm. I'm going to give them, uh, I'm going to give them 20%. 20%. Okay, nice round number. Chantal, what do you think? Um, I'm just going to combine all the balances and make them a boring 50%. That okay. is precisely oh, balanced. Yeah. That's really smart. Okay, well, I can tell you, according to their, their astrological chart, when two Libras start dating, it might be difficult for them to find a purpose because they both seem to share a mission and a common goal, and that is to connect with other people. The only thing missing in both of them, which is very hard to develop, is a sense of mutual respect with mo- no passive judgment or expectations. Both of them are susceptible to this problem, and when together, these problems will easily multiply. If they let each other be who they are, they might become an inspiration for us all. Oh. Which is quite a roller coaster of that. It's like really is. They... That went a lot of places. <laughs> yeah. It was so, like so... they're re- really mean to each other, but if they can just calm down. They'd then be perfect. They'd be perfect. <laughs> they lack mutual respect. I mean, is that because, I, I don't know if you ever experienced this, but when you meet a person who is, in your mind, very similar to you, it's often quite hard to like them. 
Yeah. I don't know if that's just revealing my <laughs> my, te- my my terrible uh, la- la- lack of self worth, but um, maybe that's yeah. the problem with the two yeah. with the two Libras. Maybe it's the Libras. What's their percentage chance? Their percentage chance of it working out sixty eight percent. Oh, well, it's not bad. That's not, not bad. what I would have not what I would have imagined from reading the description leading up to that. It yeah. was a real mixed bag. <laughs> it really was. That's like reading a review where you go, well, they hated this show. And then at the end they go four and a half stars. And like, oh, right. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll not put any of the review on the poster, but I'll put the stars on there. Um, 68%. I'll take that. That's a pass. Well, so, Matt, iconic couple, you know, just congratulations straight away. <laughs> what was it about this couple, Simon Cowell and Sunita, that when we asked you to be on the podcast, you were like, this is the pair that I need to talk about? I think they represent a very exciting time. The the 80s, you're talking about, you know, this real sort of explosion of like electro pop and this kind of the disposable pop of Stock Aiken and Waterman and all that kind of stuff that eventually led to sort of Simon Cowell becoming the, the mogul that he is today. But I also think I love the fact that they're still mates. Right. They've they've had an on again, off again relationship for I think they had an on again, off again relationship for about 30 years. But they still end up as mates. And, um, you know, I was a big X Factor fan back when it was on. And I used to love the fact that she would always be the mentor. You know, whenever mm. Simon would go, you know, you go to the judges' houses and Simon would have an amazing house out in Malibu or something like this. Yeah. And then he would bring out Sunita, who would dance out wearing some uh, some palm leaves. And, and all of these sort of, you know, teenagers would go, oh, okay. <laughs> Because I only know as your best mate. So, like, <laughs> you know, there's the, t- the two big disappointments. And Gronio, I apologise for this This first one. Is is when when they say to, to all of the other people, oh, you know, you're going to Sharon's house out in LA. You're going to, you know, you're going to Palm Springs to stay with Simon. You're going to Louis's house in Ireland. And they'd always do like a kind of record <laughs> so, scratch. And everyone go, yeah. Ireland? Always. No, thanks. <laughs> like, Every like, single time. Yeah. That joke never got old. It's still a fucking huge castle in Ireland, guys. It's still it's still a multi-millionaire's house in Ireland. If it's it was good ha- enough for Kim Kardashian Kanye West honeymoon, it'll be good enough for you. Thank you very much. Exactly, exactly. Uh, and the other one was Sunita would come out, but they they wouldn't make it. They didn't make it a joke. But you could just definitely see on the you know the groups yeah. would all look at each other and go, I don't. But yeah, that that bit. Pre judges houses, I'd, I'd watch that, and then judges houses, and obviously then then the proper the proper X Factor shows. I loved all of that. Wasn't such a big fan of the let's bring a mentally ill person out yeah. with the whole family and destroy them. So Sunita um, signified for you the part when the show became kind of more fun. It was the fun, yeah, absolutely. Sunita's here. Sunita's here. Did you here. know yes. them as a couple? I mean, there's no way you knew of them as a couple before X Factor. Surely. Did no, you? I didn't. I didn't know of Simon Cowell before X Factor. Although I was, sure. I, you know, weirdly, I was familiar with. I, I, I was familiar with some of his stuff because I, I owned Vanilla's No Way, No Way. Do you remember No Way, No Way, Mana Mana? Uh, just a bit. I owned that as well. <laughs> yeah, I, the, I owned the it girl as well. group. Three of them. The no girl way, group. no way. Yeah, yeah which he formed song. as a joke with, like, as a bet. Were you aware of Sunita's pop career in the eighties? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So I was more aware of Sunita than I was of, right, of, of okay. Simon, Simon Cowell, obviously, because she was. She was front and centre, but I loved it. Uh, so macho, GTO. I, I don't know. I don't know why, because I would have been four or five. But I guess when you when you watch Top of the Pops, you just like everything that's on it. Yeah. And uh, you know, she was a fun, energetic person. I, I was listening to her songs again today, and they're great. They've got the same sort of kind of production values as like the Pet Shop Boys, and I love the Pet Shop Boys. They're just not really serious. 
You're saying really about me loving the Pet Shop Boys or really about no, me? No, no. I just think you're a very cool four-year-old. <laughs> really about her, about, no, about her sound. I, I couldn't even hum you a tune or sing it to song. That is no of them. Well, There's... let's have a look. But before we go, let's have a look at sort of the backstory of these two oh, characters because they haven't yeah. even met yet. Before you get into the dating backstory, I know it's coming up and you know how I feel about it, Grania. All right? <laughs> So when we, we get to that part. Chantal is a Brad Pish, Sunita truther. She yeah. does not believe that relationship happens. So we're just putting okay, it out there okay. now. I thought you were going to say, I, I just want to say, yes, I had a brief relationship with Simon Cowell, but we're not going <laughs> to, I'm not on trial here today. My relationship, that's for another very that's special Christmas episode. episode. Yeah, yeah. So first of all, let's have a look at Simon Cowell. So he comes from a sort of very solid middle class background. His mother, who's a big influence in his life and mm. i think when we look at the the women he's attracted to played a major role was a dancer and a socialite yeah. and his dad worked in the record industry and he was a bit of a low-key nepo baby in that he wasn't very good at school then his dad basically just got him a job in the record industry he was one of the board of directors for emi and he helped simon you know start his career but it was his mother who was the big influence. She was like really glamorous and really beautiful. And that I think became his like, the, his idea of the sort of woman, you know, that, you know, he well, wanted that, to be I, with. I don't know if this is true, but I, I I believe she used to pick him up at the school gates wearing just leaves. Just, just four <laughs> big leaves. He <laughs> said so that really made an impact on the way he viewed women for the future. That's a lady. <laughs> that's 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 a real woman. It's tricky on a blustery day, and you know, around around autumn time, that became a bit tricky for her. They turn to orange and fall off. So, so apparently, he loved. He really loved his mother, and he really loved her fashion and her style. And apparently, at the age of four, he looked at his mother's white fuzzy pill box hat and remarked, "Mum, you look like a poodle." Oh. That's that rape, that rapier wit. He's never lost it, really. Has yeah, he? he's immediately critiquing a woman for her looks, straight in. <laughs> so uh, then, Sneesha. So Sneesha was born in Washington. Her mother was a Canadian disco soul singer, so she grew up showbiz, like proper. And this is my my personal favorite type of showbiz, where it's like successful, you know, like low key. Oh, I'll put on a show. I tour, mm. do a few West End. <clears throat> Love all that stuff. So her mother was really young when she had Sunita. And then she traveled all around the world with her mother. She, her mother directed the London production of Hair. And while oh, her mother wow. was like living this sort of West End, 60s, you know, dream life, Sunita was there the whole time. But she also went to a boarding school and then she went to a ballet school as well in Tunbridge Wells from the okay. age of nine. Imagine. I know. Ballet school by day and then hanging out in West End shows at the weekend. It's the dream. It's the absolute it's the dream. dream. So Sunisha got her big break when she was 12 performing in The Wiz and nice. she sort of was boarding school by day pursuing, uh, you know, on the on the on the stage Treading at night time in, at night, in the yeah. Wiz, and then she was in the first production of Cats on the West End. Was she? Mm. Wow! Sunisha's bloody showbiz. Meanwhile, that couldn't be more eighties as well, could it? It's like it just <laughs> like, 
<laughs> you know, the, the, the leg warmers, the furry cats. leg warmers. Yeah, the whiz as well. Yeah, absolutely. I love it's it. It's like one of those dramas where they have to let you know it's set in the 80s. Where it's yeah. like, I've just come back from appearing on Cats. The only one that's the, the only like uh, a Lloyd Webber musical that's like more 80s, I think, is Starlight Express, which yeah. has never come back. I don't think they've done yeah. a. Rev- I mean, there's never been a West End revival of it. I know that's not going to happen. You're right. Back. That's so. It's true. just never going to come back because no one wants to see a, a musical about trains and b a musical about people with roller skate. It's just not. It's just that that a musical about that trains. has left the station never to come back. People are going to be. I'm telling you, in a few months' time, when the kids discover Starlight Express oh, it'll be on TikTok, TikTok and you're going to be so embarrassed. This. This podcast will come out and they'll be like, oh, Starlight <laughs> Express. Be like, mm, so embarrassed. Yeah, okay, meanwhile, embarrassed. across town, Simon Cowell is the big shot of the music producing world. He's already, you know, uh, making his way with the ladies. His, his first big relationship from this period is with the page three model, Jackie Sinclair. Oh, again, what what a name to conjure with for the, for the 80s. It's just, it's... <laughs> It feels, if it didn't happen for real, it would feel too much, wouldn't it? Yeah, completely. So Jackie Sinclair, she was um, his his first proper girlfriend. And you know what? They're friends to this day. Of course they are. She doesn't get on with Sunita. Apparently <gasps> the two of them, big feud. They don't like each really? other. Really? Juicy. Grind it already with the goss. Okay. Yeah. Is that because Sunita, did Sunita sort of steal? Swoop in and, yeah. Did she, yeah. Did she, is she the Angelina to uh, Jackie's Jen? <laughs> <laughs> Jackie St. Clair losing to Sinisha. Well, so they finally meet together in 1983. Sinisha was 20 at the time. So she says, by the way, clarification, a lot yeah. of her information about this relationship, it does come from Sinisha. So and she, she is a bit loosey-goosey. So I'm just going to say that Simon doesn't tend to talk about Sinisha as much in interviews as Sinisha does about Simon Cowell. That's a very so, polite way of putting it. <laughs> So and her age of... is always a bit wishy-washy, I think. Sunita's always been a bit... She's, like, around whatever age she wants to be, which I respect. Age is a patriarchal construct. And right. I, I support anybody who refuses to engage with that. Indeed. Good for you, Sunita. They met when he signed her on his record label. And this is what she says about him. Everybody wanted me to be a soul singer, but I'd seen Madonna and Donna Summer. I wanted to wear muscle, beach t-shirts and leotards. Simon was the only person who got that. Yeah, I love it. I just, I think that's so, that's so great. She really sort of like tied herself to the mast of the 80s hard, mm. you know, which is possibly about the reason why people don't listen to her music as much anymore. If she'd become a soul singer, you know, if she'd gone like the sort of Jocelyn Brown route, then maybe people would be like, oh yeah, you know, she'd be, she'd be played on the Craig Charles show on a, on a Saturday evening. Yeah, as you totally. Get, as you get, as like you're getting ready respected. for, exactly, yeah. But because she's so, the music is so 80s pop, it's sort of been a bit, uh, it's been a bit forgotten, but you know. That look suited her so much more than a soul look. She, I like that she went for not, I, I was into the pop music. She's like, no, I was into the look of pop music. I just wanted to dress in the clothes. Yeah, I didn't absolutely. really care about, the music was secondary. I just wanted to look like that. I wanted she to was, dress she was like. clever. She knew that's what, aesthetics were in the, in the days of music videos. She knew it looks are what matter now. The pictures in this period of Simon Kelly always seems to be wearing like tuxedo jackets with no yeah. shirt underneath. Oh yeah. So yeah, really yeah, yeah. hairy chest. Just a really hairy yeah. chest. He's a, he's a kind of, he's like he's got a kind of like a you know he's got a beefy you know he's certainly so macho. Um, he's, yeah, he's very be, so macho. Yeah, he's he'd very be wearing, astute. He'd be wearing like a vest and braces over the top, and then like big 
dress suit yeah. trousers. That's a it's, a it's a hell of a look. It's great. And also, if you're dis- if you're dancing all night, you don't want to be wearing a shirt. Exactly. He knew. He's he- out there. He's out there on the, on the floor with Sunita. He's got to keep up. Exactly. So, Matthew, what I want you to do, if you can, is take us on a little thought experiment, right? Okay. Where imagine your phone's ringing. Oh no! You're recording a podcast. You forgot your turn. Turn your phone off. Don't worry. It's Sunita and Simon Cowell from the eighties. Oh so, my goodness! They've rang you from the eighties. They're like. Crossers, we're in town for the night. We'd love you to come out with us. If you know, if you've got nothing else on, I'm a fan of the podcast I'm recording, but I'm happy to ditch it for this. Not, you know, I, I think they'll understand. What do you um, imagine a night on the town with Simon and Sanita being like? Well, the first thing we're going to do is we're going to drive into central London, a thing that is so unthinkable in 2023 but 100%. was a very common thing in the 80s and we used to do it all the time as a family <laughs> obviously i'm not going to ask my dad to drive me I, i'm i'm going to i'm going to assume i'm my age now and i'm hanging out with which is again that's also weird now i'm i'm, I'm in my 40s there in their 20s but still um so the first thing we're going to do is we're going to we're going to get into one of our cars uh probably not my Vauxhall Corsa drive into the center of town we're having a night at the hippodrome we're, we're, we'll go straight we're, we're, we're straight away at the, at the hippodrome we're probably not that bothered about i was gonna say we go for dinner we're probably not that bothered about going for dinner because we've done so much coke uh <laughs> so you know stomach the size of a walnut by this point we're changed off our faces <laughs> we're we're bowling around uh we're bowling around the, the hippodrome possibly we're going to be see, seeing someone like nick berry from eastenders you know oh, someone who's like someone there. like that he'll be there you know possibly the boys from spandau are going to be there mm-hmm. uh, maybe it's maybe the hippodrome's not not quite it's a bit too mainstream for those guys but certainly you you know you might see uh you might see a, a martin kemp not a gary kemp uh those yeah. those kind of guys they would they would be there we would be going over to the dj and uh bribing him with you know massive five well, pound simon, notes simon would know him probably simon would, would probably know, know him. him he'd know about the whole payola i'd say come yeah. on yeah pop on toy boy and the you, you you won't regret it. Stick Toy Boy on. The dance floor is going to go crazy. Sunita will be dancing through. You know, she, we'd, be, we'd be doing the, the booze train. Everyone would be, be dancing around her and stuff. It'd be, oh, we'd, we'd have a, a, a wonderful time. End off in uh, Bar Italia in Soho. And then nice. uh, and then whoever is the, the least fucked up will drive home. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> but it's nice. What, a, what a night, right? I imagine at some point Pete Waterman makes an appearance as well. Mm. Absolutely. I imagine Pete Waterman Pete... definitely pops in. Oh, Simon. They, they have a little chat about business. Yeah. Pete Waterman with his giant oversized cigar. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 Central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Well, so back to Simon and Sunita. They are the it couple of 
the 80s London scene. However, there's drama. There's always drama. Apparently, they're on and off, on and off the whole time. Sunita said, she's the first to admit it, jealousy was a bit of a problem with her. She said, he brought out the possessive woman in me. Women were always attracted to him. There's always girls flirting with him. She said, I used to get terribly threatened because he was always such a big flirt. Yeah, I mean, the thing about Simon Cowell that I think if you know him from The X Factor, you might not realise is that he was really good looking. Like when he arrived on, like by the time he became the Simon Cowell we knew from the telly, early series, you know, everyone took the piss out of his very high trousers. Later series, everyone took the piss out of the fact he never buttoned his shirt up and you could see his yeah. nips on telly. And obviously now, and now Simon Cowell of, of, of the modern day, obviously a everyone tremendous amount of, of, of bad surgery. Face. Yeah. 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 Well, so it's always, always very tempestuous, always very on-off. Yeah. This is how she describes it. I'd go off and find somebody else, then he'd see me and not like that. But then he'd also do weird things to piss my boyfriend off. And then, of course, I'd go back to him. And I l- just get ready for this. This <laughs> bit classic 80s. Mm-mm-mm. I dated David Essex for a bit. Oh, of course. And he'd just be winding him up. He'd be like, look how old he is. He could be your granddad. Look at his hair. He'd just pick holes, so I'd go off them and go running back to him. <laughs> also, oh Simon Cowell putting anyone down for their hair. I mean, pot kettle black, Simon, come yeah, on. Yeah, but, but David <laughs> That's Essex... not your wheelhouse. <laughs> David Essex, especially in, like, the 80s, had that sort of, like... I mean, I, 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 I use this word as a sort of... Fa- uh, as a fashion word rather than... 80s, but but, the, but the, the gypsy style, as it was called mm-hmm. then. You know, he had that kind of thing. So he did look like, you know, he should be down the knacker's yard a little bit. But that was his look. That's what made, that's what made him the heartthrob he was. I, I bumped into David Essex uh, once. It was at the last leg, Gronje. He was, he was... I presume he was doing Loose Women because that's the only reason why anyone would be in that building on a, on a Friday if they're doing Loose Women. And still incredibly oh. gorgeous. Still, I mean, a, what, a, what a good-looking man. I was, he, and he held the door open for me as well, and you think, oh, gentlemen, they don't make him like you anymore, do they? They don't, they don't make him like, like you anymore. But I can imagine that somebody like Simon Cowell would find the attraction of David Essex quite baffling because he's yeah. the opposite. Yeah. Where he's so alpha and like smells of like really strong aftershave. And then David Essex with like scraggly hair and a twinkle in his eye. Yeah. He must, totally, he must yeah. have just made him furious. Yeah. It's 100%. It's, it's high karate it. versus Old Spice, isn't it? You, it's it's someone who is properly, he would be so properly of the time that you wouldn't understand looking. He would look at David Essex or I guess, you know, the members of Dexy's Midnight Runners and go, oh, this is what, you know, this is what you're... And also probably he would look at the, the number of records David Essex was selling at that time yeah. and go, well, why would you not want to make pop music? Why would you want to write Winter's Tale? I, I think it's... <laughs> Imagine if it was about Sunita. Maybe oh. a Winter's Tale Do was about Do we know it's Sunita. not? <laughs> no, I'd, I'd, I'd love... Let's say it is. <laughs> Let's just let's just fact just say that with confidence. Then people go, oh, somebody else will say, oh yeah. Have you, did you know a winter stay was about Sunita? Yeah, my goal is for this what podcast to be a citation on Wikipedia. So if it's about that, <laughs> that yeah. would be great. <laughs> great, no citation needed. We are the citation. <laughs> we are the citation. So Sunita and Simon, fabulous, but they're you know they're on again off. They're classic Ross and Rachel. Yeah. How long the... are we talking, Ballpark? How many years are these two been okay, around? Okay, well, so they got together in 83. 
they're on and off again until so in this basically they spend a lot of time where Sunita assumes they're getting back together while still she gets married to somebody else but during this whole period she still sort of is like yeah but I will eventually get back together with them. so in 2002 she those gets were her married... wedding vows to the other guy wasn't it yeah. <laughs> Can we lose all the t- till death us do part stuff? Because none of that is is till Simon till finally Simon comes to his senses. Again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so she gets married to producer Andy Wilner in 2002. They adopt two children around this time, which is I think one of my favourite uh, Simon Cowell periods. 2002, 2008. He is dating Terry Seymour. Yeah, I remember that a lot. No, I don't know who Terry time. Seymour is. Tell me who Terry Seymour is. Oh, she's just, just oh, she think of a... all of Simon Cowell's girlfriends. <laughs> she right, okay. was She looked a bit like a TV presenter a bit. I always thought she looked she, she should have been presenting like Saturday morning TV somewhere. She had curly hair, olive skin. She looked like a girlfriend of Simon Cowell. Sure. <laughs> she was I a could, very but sweet. You know what? That's were... all you need to say. I can picture <laughs> her perfectly. <laughs> But she went, but Gronya's right. They were they were quite a um, a papped couple. But Gronya, you went from they got together in eighty three to two thousand two. So well, you saying according to Sunita, it was kind of off and on for almost twenty thirty well, years. There is kind of a lost period where it's yeah. this is where they just do seem to be getting back together and then going out with other people and he's and then always mean, falling back. Well, so Sunita and Andy they get divorced in 2009 and Mm. she's asked at the time uh, you know what happened and she says the truth is even now I don't know why he divorced me perhaps you better ask him he never really explained to me why he went to Hong Kong and the truth is it still hurts She's so oh. weird. Oh, she's no. so weird. I love Sunita. She's just crackers. I love it. She does not hold back in an interview, I have to say. But I don't know it, why he went to Hong Kong. It does she feel was, like she's, she's a hop, skip, and a jump away from saying, if you find out, could you let me know? Like, <laughs> she just, she's just clueless. But it does, it does feel like, you know, she might not hold back in an interview, but surely she's holding back in a conversation here because if someone says i'd like to divorce you i think my first question or at least in the top three would be why you know <laughs> surely you'd ask why i want to divorce you i'm off to hong kong <laughs> why would be a really okay be darling, right I'm, just, I'm just putting these palm leaves together see you in a bit <laughs> yeah just sewing these leaves together yeah <laughs> only after the door shut she's like oh hong kong oh that's quite a long way away <laughs> Well, maybe this will clarify why the marriage didn't work out. So Simon Cowell was godfather to both of her children. Right. Okay. Not just one, okay. to both. And that then she unusual. And then she said this in an interview. Simon might say differently, which I think she should start most of her interviews. <laughs> that's, that's the name of her autobiography, is Simon might say differently. <laughs> It's, it's the thing she says. You know, like people in poker, when they have a little twitch of the eye as their tell, when she says Simon might say differently, that's when you know she's lying. I'm about to talk absolute bollocks yeah. as usual. Simon might say dif- differently is, is like the pri- when you, in primary school when you say it's opposite day. So whatever, whatever I say after this, it's the opposite of that. Take yeah, the opposite of that. Yeah, this is her no offence, but. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Simon might say differently, but... I really believed when he got all of the madness of the other women out of his system, we'd end up together. I adore his family. They adore me. It always felt comfortable and right with him. And I would have married him and stayed with him forever. I never fell out of love with him. Oh, okay. I've got no idea why my husband left me. (laughs) 
<laughs> I okay. There's a really obvious thing Sunita's clearly been missing her whole life, and that is a good circle of female friends. Yeah. Because if she had a good female friend, one of them would have pulled her aside and been like, "Babes, you need to face some facts here. <laughs> you and Simon aren't a couple. You haven't been since Dirty Dancing came out. It's time to move on." Like she had no one. I feel like on her side, sort of shaking her bit and speaking the truth. I think her husband tried, and he got so exhausted he flew to Hong Kong <laughs> to get, gave up. Hong, like, Hong Kong is the one country in the world where. Where the X Factor isn't shown, I think that's the reason. It's the only, it's the only place they could they couldn't sell the franchise to. Yeah, that's that's so true. Is there nobody? But then here, here's the thing with that is that that there are stories out there of people who you know date somebody, it doesn't work out. They go and marry someone else. The other person marries somebody else, and then they you know then years down the line they get back together, and we see that as a as a tremendous thing. You know, we ben see Affleck as, as, and Yep. Exactly, exactly. A, a wonderful, a wonderful romance. These two young sweethearts getting back together slightly later in life when they're both a bit more mature. Probably not going to give each other the runaround. That requires two people to be as deluded as Sunita. She's fifty percent of the game. way. She's fifty percent of the way to having a really romantic relationship. <laughs> she's halfway there. She's loving exactly. enough for both of them. No. She's so. When did she say that? Grind in two thousand nine. So that's for again a lot of these sort of. Sorry, Quotes do overlap. So now Sunita is single. She is single. But now Simon Cowell is not just going out with, but engaged to makeup artist Mezgan Husseini. So he's with her from 2010 to 2011. I remember that, yeah. So you would think, oh my God, right, this is Sunita single. Simon Cowell is single. Uh-huh. It's finally there. They're finally going to have their J-Lo and their Ben Affleck moment. They're always on that yacht together. He's always on the boat with her all the time, every New Year's. Enter Sunita's best friend, <gasps> Lauren Silverman. There we go. Ruined everything. In 2012, he gets together with her. And then, most painful for Sunita, in 2013, mm-hmm. Lauren announces that she's pregnant. That was, a, that was a bombshell. So this was sort of a double blow, well, a triple blow for poor old Sunita. Because, first of all, Lauren, who's a friend. Secondly, she's like, oh my God, I always kind of thought I'd end up getting back together with him. But thirdly, and most painfully, when she was with Simon sort of the first time in the 80s, she actually had to have a termination because she had a pregnancy that wasn't viable. And it was a really sort of like, really like tragic, painful moment for her and Simon. And then afterwards, she found out it wasn't possible for her to have children. And that's why she adopted. So now, suddenly... This, you know, oh, this thing sad. that she always kind of assumed would somehow work its way out oh, in the Sunita. most sort of clearest possible. And this is how she oh. reacted to it. She said, I was completely and utterly stunned. I was in such a daze to the point where I wondered if I was dreaming. So she said Simon rang her up to tell her the news. He sounded odd, calm, strange, which threw me. I don't mind admitting all sort of emotions were running around inside me. He was very connected about how I would take it, which on, on reflection he didn't need to be. He didn't owe me that consideration. But she said um, she felt very taken aback and did feel a sense of betrayal. And I love this about her. God bless her. When the news broke, Sinesha tweeted, half miracle, half nightmare. <laughs> Oh, she tweeted oh, that. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> this is her friend as well. Wow. This is your best 
I guess she's not going to be. I guess she got knocked off the short list for Godmother. Jeez Louise. <laughs> Just tweeted it. She says, I did throw my toys out of the pram. I've never hidden the fact that I thought one day Simon and I would marry and we would grow old together. And yes, I was upset when it became clear it wouldn't happen. I was breaking a 30-year cycle of belief because I had a sense of inevitability about us. And that's what I had to get over. Who is... I'm sorry, but how are her and Lauren... The whole time I keep saying, like, oh, where was Sunita's friend? Her friend was Lauren. He went with the guy that she must have known Sunita always had a thing for. Lauren Silverman, I'm not happy. <laughs> that is, their yeah. friendship must be off the well, spout, well, surely. Well, we'll come, well Lauren, Lauren will reappear. Okay. Um, but they, she, I mean, Lauren not only was her best friend, she also was married when her and Simon got together. Yeah, I do remember that. That's right, I do, of course. <sighs> God, this is so scandalous. Poor yeah. Sunita's crushed, basically. Yeah. Poor, I mean, yeah. And, and obviously takes to social media to, to vent this. It's a, it's a really Best place good... place to go. By the way, it's a really good tweet. And I feel like they should... You know like how you know when your friends have kids and you have to buy welcome to the world little one cards. I feel like you could get a nice Someone. little nice little sideline, you know, stick stick those in Oliver Bonus. Um and, come on, and so, pig. Yeah, come on. Someone's got to someone's got to, you know, pull the trigger on that. What it reminds me of it again, Gronio, it's half miracle, half nightmare. Yes. Love it. Great. That's so good. Obviously there's a job at Hallmark waiting for you, Sunita. Any any uh, tweet that you think, well, this has been screen grabbed and sent to multiple WhatsApp groups. I'm always a big fan of that. Brevity Amazing. is the soul of wit. She did yeah. it. It is. It's like a haiku, isn't it? Yeah. It really is. It tells you so uh, much. So now, obviously, they are... See, it's very hard. Usually with a couple, I would say they break up. Then, but with them, it was just very... It was like this tank. Well, so... Again, it depends who's telling the story. Simon probably would have been like, we broke up in like 1982. <laughs> it's like... I don't remember ever dating Sunita. <laughs> so do, can I ask you, if you now think, okay, so he's he's got a child with Lauren Silverman. They're, you know, they're together. Yeah. Do you think that has changed maybe how Sunita talks about Simon in interviews? Of course, it hasn't. hasn't <laughs> okay. made, has barely made a dent. Hasn't it? She is, she is. You know, like when the apocalypse happens, it will be. You know, it will be bugs, Keith Richards, and Sunita's love for Simon Cowell will be the three things that are remaining. You know, after they drop the bomb, this is. Like, they cannot be destroyed. It's the, it's the greatest love of all. So, first of all, she said, so in an interview, she said, oh, once you transition into a friend zone, there's nothing to argue about or get upset about. But then she also said, there's still sexual chemistry between Simon and I. I still fancy him. There's lots of things I find attractive about him. But I think I've been programmed to like him. (laughs) She said, I... I think he brainwashed me to like him. It's more than just sex. If it were just about sex, our connection would have fizzled out years ago. But it's more than that. <laughs> it yeah. did fizzle out years ago. <laughs> that's the problem. Uh, yeah, that's true. Well, no, they, they are still they are still mates. I, mean, I know we sort of make we make fun of Sunita, but I think they are they they are still close, aren't they? They are still pals. That must be weird for Lauren to hear her saying that, her friend saying, oh, I still have sexual chemistry with your husband and father of your child. You know, she's known, by the, by the time they get together, Lauren and, 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 um, uh, and Simon, she's known Sunita for 30 years. She knows what she's like. Very, it's yeah, very so rare for Sunita okay it, yeah. to put her hands up and, and walk backwards. That's just not yeah. what she does, you know. 
she she true, she true, leans true. in. Lauren, Lauren knew what she was getting herself into. Yeah, exactly. It's well, the, so there's three people oh, in this marriage. <laughs> Four people. Uh, we also have to include Simon's chest. Yeah, <laughs> Simon's hairy chest. Simon's hairy chest, and his incredibly high belt. And of course, so, his surgeon as well. His surgeon. <laughs> in fact, there's, a, there's about fifteen people in this marriage. It's pretty crowded. Yeah. <laughs> And Louis Walsh, somebody. Of course, Louis. He's always, you're true. <laughs> Can I just very quickly, when we're mentioning Louis, I worked with Louis. Um, I did a, oh. I did a, a pilot with uh, with Louis a few years ago. So we did the sort of first rehearsal, and afterwards he said, "Oh, Matthew, that was great. You're through to the judges' houses." And I lit up <laughs> like a jukebox. I couldn't believe it. I was like, "Oh my god!" He said, "I'm through to the judges' houses," and then. At the end of it, we did a big reveal and all the punters got to meet Louis Walsh and he literally said it to every single punter and they all lit up and I was like, oh, you've got this little oh. secret. No, but but the thing is, I sort of went, oh, it's it's a shame he didn't just mean me. But equally, <laughs> when you've got that superpower, you've got to use it all the time. If you've got a catchphrase that makes people feel like they're, you know, like they're suddenly a million bucks, yeah. you've got to go for it, haven't you? You're through for the judge to the judges' houses. Oh. You're true. Oh. You're true. You're true. <laughs> You're true. Well, so... Checking back in with these crazy kids, 2021, Simon and Lauren announced they are getting engaged. They are engaged. Oh, oh no. Sunita's okay, how do we crushing. think Sunita responded? She said, well, there's always divorce. You never know. She put out a tweet saying like, what a happy day. Not for fucking me, though. A thousand retweets immediately. Congratulations on making the worst decision of your life. <laughs> Again. So she said, it was about 10 years ago. And yeah, I was wanting to still be with him. Then yeah, so that was upsetting and unrequited love. But I'm not going to kill myself over it. Oh, Sunita. Oh, nice. Oh, she I genuinely have found a newfound love. For, I mean, she's mad as a bag of spiders, but I have found a newfound love for Sunita. If anybody gives good copy, it's Sunita. <laughs> it's Sunita. But then she added, right, that she does have um, you know, a certificate to officiate at weddings. Oh, of course. So she, she said, does. if they wanted, <laughs> Can you she said, doing Simon's wedding be would be wedding. amazing. No. I haven't pitched the idea to him yet. It's one of my oh, harebrained schemes. It would oh, be God, the first sakes. wedding ever where the, um, if anyone here knows of any reason why these two people should not be married and the objection comes from the same person. <laughs> like, it would be the first wedding ever where there would be, that would be an unbroken run on sentence. <laughs> She would just then she'd have her hand up as she said it, pointing at herself. <laughs> or she'd really whisper, "Do you take Sunita to be?" Your... <laughs> Technically, we're married. We're actually married. Don't tell him; he'll find out. We're but we're married. Sticking her oh, hand in the place, scheme. just as the ring's going on. Just, oh, sorry, it slipped under my finger. So that technically, oh, whoops, yes, I can't no. get it off. Oh well, yes. I guess that means you're together. <laughs> sorry, Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> she's uh, oh. i mean i've got to say also i think we're all kind of ignoring the elephant in the room which is that she could do a lot better i'm sorry mm, sunita is obviously like yeah. a hot number beyond just looks wise but let's focus on that for a second she's yeah, got she like a she killer face amazing. and body yeah like she looks she's looked the same age for like 30 years like 
I'm sure there are a lot of eligible bachelors out there who'd be quite happy to take home Sunita. And she's fun and interesting and sparkly. And honestly, like, because it can't just have been her imagining the whole thing in her head. You know, obviously, he keeps these women in his life. He's friends, he's still friends with Jackie Sinclair. They still go, you know, to Marbella at least once a year. So he's, he, I think he likes having all these these gorgeous women following over be, him. Would you, right, how would... Let's 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 break this down now. Let's talk about Simon Cowell as as a, as a, as relationship material. You're you're married, Gronje. If your husband said, "Oh, by the way, my ex, who's a page three girl, I'm just taking her on holiday for a bit," would you be Again. like, "What a good man! What a good man he is! He keeps these people in his life. He's just, you know, he just he does, you know, like the relationship may have died, but the friendship hasn't. You're like, yeah, oh, you're off to my bear with him. I mean, I, just, I, I don't know. But he does hang out with all of them together. He doesn't just go with one. They all go together. Sunita, Lauren, Jackie, what's her name? The one looks like a TV presenter. All they all go together. They all just hang out in these boats. He just hangs out with all. If you're if you're marrying he's, or going out with Simon Cavill, he's got to become BFS with all his exes. Yeah, it's like a little harem. But they all seem to be happy. None of them ever complain. I remember I couldn't find it in my research, but I remember reading it. Apparently, and I, it just stuck with me. I don't know why. Sunita said about being around Simon Cowell. She said, "Well, you know, Simon Cowell, when it comes to the women in his life, always has a motto. He always says to us girls, don't worry about being on time." Arrive late, look great. Oh, That's it. I like that. <laughs> I think I, like I that. think him and Peter Stringfellow are very similar men. Yeah. In that, I think it's you could. It's very easy to look at them as being these kind of sexist cads who just think of women as objects. And Simon's collecting these women, but much like in the same way, you never hear women say a bad thing about Peter Stringfellow. The same is well, true with it Simon. It does depend which women and- you speak to. <laughs> 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 but I mean, I'm not that similar, but somewhat, you know, sure, all these sure. women, they could be, Sunita, I know Simon has money, but Sunita could make a fortune if she had anything negative to say about Simon, like a oh, fortune yeah. on this. So could all of these women. And I know there's always this talk of, oh, he pays them off. I don't know if I, but I think that he just must treat them relatively well and must just like them. What is your opinion? Yeah, I think he, ha- I, I think that that's it. I think he, it, you couldn't maintain that purely out of fear of your yeah. of your proclivities getting out and also there are sort of like lawyers to sort all that stuff out anyway there's law- you know that there are plenty of people in show business that we all know about having exactly deep, got, dark secrets and they don't that, all go on holidays and boats together about. yeah yeah and don't have to keep all those people you know keep 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 all those people close yeah i think he must be you know what i think he must be a, a lot of fun although that said, i think yeah. i think he probably I think I don't think that's probably true of the contestants. It's definitely not true of the contestants on X Factor. He doesn't keep them close because you hear about people like Steve Brookstein who who yeah. kind of did do that thing of you know selling the story and talking about what a what a sham yeah. it was. I also I also think how much money do you make out of telling people that the X Factor's load of old bollocks and yeah, yeah I think I think that story is not going to make you. Much, I think we all know that. <laughs> yeah, that's a separate podcast. But yeah, I think we all know <laughs> that behind the curtains of X Factor, things aren't quite as lovely as maybe they're portrayed to be but Simon yeah. on that boat with those girls I think is fun yeah I think <laughs> that's what I'm saying that's it I think I'd sooner be his ex-girlfriend than somebody who he then had got to the final of X Factor and you know had two unsuccessful <laughs> singles and then he dropped him I I'd rather be Sunita yeah. than Cheryl put it that way apps 100% oh and Matthew I'm sorry I really could see you on one of those yachts 
Tanisha, you, Jackie Sinclair, Lauren Silverman, all heading out it. for a night in the town. I'd really love it. As long as I was able to bring my wife and kids, I'd be 100% up for that. I think that'd be great. We're, um, we're, okay. we're, 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 spending the, we're spending the summer with Uncle Simon again this year. You'll have a, ni- you'll have a nice time. Auntie Sneeta, when her breath smells funny, she might say funny things, but just she doesn't mean it. You won't remember it the next day. <laughs> <laughs> okay so we we have to now get to what the whole podcast is built around breakups are rough of course they're really sad sometimes they're the best but let's be honest in every breakup there is a winner and there is a loser there's one you're happy for there's one you worry about so in the great split between Simon Cowell, oh, can I just say, when I was when I was researching this I kept saying Simon Callow Oh, oh yes, yeah. <laughs> yes. That's who also I, dated Sunita for a brief period yeah. as well. <laughs> According so, to Sunita, he would disagree. <laughs> <laughs> so if I've accidentally said Simon Callow a few times, <laughs> I don't think you'd be the first one to do that. Was a big problem, sort of in the two thousands, where they were both kind of around the same level. Anyways, go on. Yeah. In the great split between Sunita and Simon Cowell, who thrived and who simply survived. It's a really tricky one, isn't it? This is a really, really hard one to say because I think we've been Team Sunita kind of generally throughout this entire podcast, but she is still hanging on to a relationship that I don't think is ever going to come back. Part of what makes her so amazing is that in her mind, it's 1985, you know? Yeah. And, but that's also, is is part of um, what makes her, I'm, yeah, I'm going to say, I'm going to say she's surviving. Uh, but then is is Simon Cowell thriving? Uh, you know, I feel like he... Yes. If, if you'd, well, if you'd asked me this question, I reckon... Uh, what are we in? If you'd asked me this question eight or nine years ago, I would have said... Sure. Absolutely, 100%. But I think, you know, he's... Sure, he's got... He, Psycho still still releasing music and, you know, I'm sure like he's, he's got... He's still a, doing Britain's Got Bloody Talent got, and all Britain's that. Got America's Got Talent. Got talent. X, X Factor's gone though, isn't it? X Factor's gone. X Factor's gone. Well, he does seem to be that... pretty happy. He spends, he spends a lot of time on boats and jet skis. Yeah, he seems to jet ski a lot. Yeah, yeah. that's true. But what's he jet skiing from? Sunita. <laughs> <Sinita. laughs> yeah. That's what the whole podcast has been about. Who's there Sinita. waving on the shore going, Simon, I'm here. I'm here, Simon. Yeah. <laughs> I've... Oh, Ab- Abigail's just saying Psycho went bust. So here we go. Psycho, <laughs> Psycho uh, went, went bust. X Factor's no longer here. I reckon. I know I'm what gonna... you're trying to do here, Matthew, but I think I'm we all know say... very well. Simon's going to die a very rich, very comfortable, very happy yeah. man. Simon's, Simon's going to die very soon as well. Fine. That's the other thing as well. Um, yeah, yeah, you're right. I thought I thought things were going to turn. I, 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 I have a feeling that maybe they will get back together one day. But. Um, <gasps> Yes, no. we've got full team Sunita now. We've we've drunk the juice. Yeah, I feel like we'll have you might, back on in ten years for two point I can't. I can't wait. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> okay, we've got one last question to. We do. Take we have one last question before we that we ask all of our guests, and uh, it is that there is a, there's a lady out there who's a patron saint of this podcast, and she is currently sort of dating someone, but we feel like she needs to be truly loved by someone. We're not sure she's found that just yet. Okay. Um, so she's, in our minds, eternally on the lookout. We're not saying that she needs someone, but that she deserves to be loved. So put your thinking cap on, Matthew, and tell okay. me if you can think of someone up to the standard of being with the one, the only, Cher. Oh my goodness. It's it's tricky, isn't it? Because you need somebody who can 
who can handle share. I mean, we know from her social media output that she is uh, she is never she's never not been a firecracker. That's right. Um, so who would be? Well, I mean, is, maybe it's only because we've been talking about her a lot, but could it be Sinisa? I thought you might say Sinisa. <laughs> because do you not feel like... If anyone you know, can get you over Simon Cowell, I think it could be Cher. Yeah, absolutely. She, and, and, you know, and if you want... You look at Simon Cowell and go, that's some bad work. You look at Cher and go, that's some good work. That's you know, so... Whoever, oh, my God. Whoever, she's the exact opposite in terms absolutely. of surgery. She's the, she's the Dorian Gray. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Um, and, and Simon Cowell's the portrait in the attic. And also, as well, you're telling me that with Sunita's electropop background, at, mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're ready for Believe 2023. A duet. And they're both one-name queens as well. Sunita, Cher. Cher, exactly. But yeah, I think yes, Sunita, Sunita, Sunita and, Cher, and Cher together. And also, I think that might, get, um, that might get Simon a bit jealous, which would be a nice change of pace. I bet Simon would Put love Put him on the to. back foot. He can't compete with Cher. Even no one can compete with Cher. With Cher. And I just cool. think Cher arriving on that yacht would bring a nice sort of macho energy. Totally. Hey, Charmin, <laughs> give me a cocktail now. <laughs> she just recreate. Sure. <laughs> She'd recreate the turn back time video on the yacht when sailors turn up. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. What a fun ride this has been. What an amazing, that was such a fun couple to research it really just oh. was joy it was just like a selection box of sinisha quotes yeah just amazing stuff she, she just, team sinita all the way personally a hundred percent a hundred percent i just i really hope i really hope that one day simon comes to his senses but then <laughs> but then the, the the problem is she deserves better that's you know? the thing I, that I was just gonna say that as much as i want it to happen i also just want someone else to come in and sweep her off her feet I want her to, I want him to I want him to get back together with her and for her to break it off after six months. That's what I yes. want. That's what we want for Sunita, I think. That's what we want for yeah. Sunita. Thank you so Incredible much. Um, Matthew, you have you, where can our listeners find you? What have you got coming up? Well, I do a podcast with uh, Pappies, which is the the, the the sketch team. I will always say the sketch team I'm in. But we haven't done any sketches since, well, it's, it's, it's nearly 10 years now. We haven't done any sketches, but we do we do lots of podcasts together. We've never stopped doing podcasts together. So, yeah, I do a, a podcast with, with Pappy's called Pappy's Flat Share, which is... Which is uh, so brilliant. It's the, one of the funniest podcasts and it's one of the best live shows where it's not like so many podcast live shows. No offense. A lot of them is like watching people read Wikipedia out, <laughs> but not Poppy's, Poppy's, not Pappy's podcast. Poppy's podcast. Poppy's podcast oh, is a different thing, yeah. <laughs> I'm um, dying. Day. My yeah. brain is finally shutting down. She's but, but, yeah, and, and you, you were obviously, you, you were on, on an episode, which I was going to say not long ago, but it probably was about 2009 you were on it. It was a long... Yeah, it was pre-lockdown yeah it was it was it was it was a while a while ago but yeah you were absolutely brilliant and it's yeah so it's like a live a live panel show which is really silly and i also do a a radio show on sunday mornings that you can also get as a podcast it's on radio x and it's 8 till 11 on sunday mornings with the brilliant ed gamble and i write on a bunch of different tv shows you know he's all over the shop you'll, guys you'll see he's everywhere stuff, yeah he's yeah. england's answer to tina fey very much oh, so very much so no absolutely take that <laughs> but i think I think Tina. I mean, I think Tina Fey is actually in the UK at the moment. So I think Tina Fey is England's answer to Tina Fey currently. <laughs> but, uh, but as soon as she hops on that plane, I can take my crown back. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Total Thank pleasure. You. Thank you so oh, much for God. asking me. Loved it. 
The Way They Were is an Amanda Redman production produced by Abby Weaver and Amanda Redman. We want to hear your celebrity couple crush, so email us on thewaytheywerepod at gmail.com. Or find us on Twitter at thewaytheywerepod and we're on Instagram at thewaytheywerepodcast. Thanks to you for listening. Until the next time, goodbye. Goodbye. The, the way they were. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.